episode 28. You've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? I'm Asus, the man on the other side of the mic that is playing Mr. Mom tonight uh, in his minivan, probably. I bet you drive a minivan, right, EC? You look like a minivan kind of guy. Uh, Mr. EC. What's going on? Hey, Asus, good to finally talk to you again. Yes, I am in the Toyota, Toyota Sienna <laughs> minivan making soccer moves tonight. Got the uh, youngest has uh, soccer practice, so I'm doubling up um actually getting gas and then i'm gonna uh turn around and and go uh go pick her back up so yeah hey don't forget those hey dc don't forget those soccer uh, orange wedges or orange slices all right don't forget that they need they need the the protein or whatever comes out of orange slices and don't know what it is so i don't have kids yet i mean my kids are not that not that young, uh, old enough to play organized sports. So sooner or later, I'll be there. Trust me, I'll be that dad. No, she's got tons of uh, orange wedges. Orange and, wedges. There you go. <laughs> and uh, so she's good to go. Tons of water. So she's she's in good hands. So she's got a good good uh, fifteen twenty minutes left, um, and then we'll pick her back up and we'll. Uh, get her something to eat well you see um i know we've been off for probably about a week and a half um took, got a little vacation between us i mean not much going on but uh since we kind of took a little vacation looks like um our capitan our captain my captain uh has taken a little vacation himself uh getting a little trouble in mykonos right harry mcguire the news today was found guilty by a greek court uh, for his little shenanigans that he's been playing on um, on, va- on vacay. What do you think? Uh, sorry, got, got some hot rods out here, Norman. Apologize. Um, so it was all obviously speculation at first. <laughs> now that now that it's official, um, for me, this is not good. Uh, clearly, he, he he used the famous words, "Do you know who I am?" Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, when he showed up to uh, to to bribe, apparently bribe these officers, um, you know, for me it's a horrible look. Um, I'm I'm not saying I'm perfect, um, but I've never I've never been you know arrested and tried to bribe the cops you know out of uh, out of getting in trouble. Um, I still don't understand the whole story as far as you know his sister being you know hit with a syringe and pass it out. So I don't know the whole full story. I, I can't wait to hear him actually come out and speak about it. I hope he does. But um, for me, um, this is one of those deals where all he's got to have him in the office, uh, sit him down and explain to him why he's got to lose the captain's, uh, the captain's armband. Well, it looks like somebody, Gareth Southgate, today already already came out and said um, he's dropping him, I think, for what, two matches already for the England squad. Um, so it's it's not just um, – I mean, it's not just United, right? It's gonna, this, this, this kind of um, – 
behavior uh, or unbecoming behavior, I guess you could say, um, is affecting is affecting both um, both the United and, and his international career. Um, I just, you see, with I mean, I understand people make mistakes, right? I've uh, I have a checkered past, guys. I have been um, I have had the fortunate um, how do you say fortunate. Uh, uh, you know, doings of having uh, spent the night in jail twice. It's no fun. No, uh, the repercussions out of that, you know, are long lasting. And, uh, you know, we still pay for that. And so that's why I can't really get on the mat, get on the guy because um, one of my, both of my transgressions were because of having a good time. So, I mean, I can't fault the guy. I mean, he's human. The guy's in his mid-20s. I was in my mid-20s, and I made mistakes like that. I, but yet, like you said, I didn't have the responsibility of being the United captain, uh, the face of uh, of pretty much a franchise, and also being uh, a top, top pick for your nation. I, would, I guess you could say he's a top pick for the nation, right? I mean, he's... You know, is he in line to be a, the England captain? Who knows? Uh, we uh, Gareth Southgate is probably the only one that knows that. Um, but like you said, the the how would you say the affluenza? Uh, I mean, do you remember? Do you know that term? You see, affluenza. Affluenza, as far as him being sick, what do you mean, affluenza? Oh, well, obviously. Well, let me edu- educate everybody. Affluenza yes. was popular popularized by this Dallas teenager. I think it was in Dallas, right? Yeah, Dallas teenager that um, his parents didn't know how to tell him no. So he's, uh, and then he ended up basically getting drunk. He was a teen, ended up killing some kid, you know, killing oh. a girl uh, by drunk driving. Uh, and the prosecution, I'm sorry, his defense was he had affluenza. <coughs> he was affluent and nobody told him no. So, um, and that's why he, uh, you know, that's why he, he does the things he does, right? Because nobody's ever told him, uh, no. And, you know, basically he grew up in an affluent environment and. Oh, uh, affluent. Okay. Affluenza. Yes. Affluenza. That's what they, that's what Affluenza was a thing. But yeah, no, <laughs> I, he's got, it, there's got every, every action, every, every, every consequences. And you're going to, you're going to get some sort of a consequence, be it good or bad. And, you know. Fair, fair to him for going on vacation. I think that's what I've been hearing. The only place really that you can go out there in Europe and kind of have a good time. So, you know, fair play to him for that. But, um, you know, if if everything comes out that he, he put himself in a bad situation, um, you know, I, I, I'm not saying he should be dropped. I know a lot of fans uh, came out initially and said, um, I don't think he should be dropped, and I know he won't be dropped because we, you just spent eighty million dollars to bring him in. No, also, you know, if you look at the, not just the financials of it, if you look at it from a, a soccer standpoint or a football standpoint, the defense did get better, and he was he helped with that. Um, are there things he can get better with? Absolutely, but every, anyone can get better. So um, there's got to be consequences. I'm sure there will be. I think that would be uh, best case scenario. You know, you, you take the armband, you give it to Bruno, uh, you let him know that, you know, we still want you to be a leader of the back line. But uh, as far as, you know, being our captain, 
you know, this isn't going to fly. I mean, let's just let, let's just for two seconds just think if this would have been Paul Pogba or if this would have been uh, who's another high profile or Bruno Fernandez. If it's those two guys and they're out there doing these things, I mean, it, it would have been it would have been, been crazy. It would have been crazy. So, you know, this is his first defense. So it's like I said, there's no point in dropping him or, you know, let's look to sell him. He's a bad seed. I don't think any of that stuff's true. I just think that at this point you've got to look at it and say, you know, we have to be able to show everyone at the club that if you make a mistake, you are going to have a consequence. And, you know, I, I think Bruno would step into the role excellently. Uh, he gets on to players, i.e. Lindelof in the Sevilla game. Um, and I think I think players would respect him um, if if he were the next United captain. Uh, you bring up two points uh, in your in, in what you just said uh, regarding uh, Harry Maguire, uh, and also regarding you know if he should get strapped with his captaincy. And you said you brought up Pogba and, and Bruno, the I guess you could say the vitriol, right? Is that what you're trying to say? The vitriol that. Uh, Pogba would have gotten as is he was a United captain and something like this happened and um, I agree I agree but the difference um, between because United can't say that you know in their past they have not had captains that have had somewhat of a checkered past I guess you could say the uh, IE um, Eric Cantona and Roy Keane right and, and Rooney and Rooney right and Rooney um, but the difference between those three and, um, say the two you talked about and our current captain is the fact that they produced on the pitch and they had leadership on the pitch. In my opinion, you brought up Bruno, um, my, um, and what he did with Lindelof. And obviously when he be, uh, when he first came in and was pointing at Shaw, trying to put him in the position, but. My opinion about Bruno has changed um, regarding his his position and his mentality at United. I don't know if um, influences within the club have softened him, uh, and I've said that the last pod, so we're not going to get too much into that. I don't. I, um, the, the people want to know my my opinion. Listen to the last pod. I don't want to get into that. So I don't see anybody on this team, current team, anybody. And we'll get into Paul Pogba, uh, the comments by Mina Riola regarding him and, and then obviously the what's blowing up about him and the captaincy. Um, and it, I don't see anybody on this team that has the balls to stand up to everybody on the pitch and put them in, put them in their place uh, and, 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 you know, put them in a position and not be scared of the consequences that's going to happen, right? You know, you know if, if somebody's going to be pouting or whatnot. Uh, and Harry Maguire has, by his poor judgment, has shown that he is not the captain. He wasn't on the captain on the pitch. He didn't, you know, he didn't stand up to Paul Pogba. He didn't stand up to, um, you know, the, you know, what was going on in the midfield. And, uh, he didn't, you know, with De Gea. I mean, you know, sometimes, it, I mean, what was going on with De Gea in his mind, uh, you had to, you know, you, 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 you had to look back and say, hey, what the, you know, what the hell, man? You know, you're costing us a match. Um, um, so, uh, 
I just I don't we don't have anybody on that team on this team to do that. And I know you I know Bruno, you know, is a big is a big you know, our big commodity right now. And we'll get into transfer news, but I don't see that I don't see it. You know, I don't see where we go from here as as a leadership. And now that all the other all the other clubs are strengthening their 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 clubs. Chelsea is leaving in the into the dust. And I told you that I don't know how many pods ago that Chelsea's gonna leave us in the dust. And you didn't believe me. They're doing it. Uh, Arsenal strengthened their squad. City strengthened their squad. We're the only ones. We're the only ones that are, you know, are just sitting on our thumbs. So, um, you know, as United, as a United fan, I, I don't like the look. I don't like the look that you know uh, Harry Maguire has given us. And now we're, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna pay, you know. Um, so, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm doom and gloom. I'm a doom and gloom guy, EC, but prove me wrong. Well, I don't. I think it's it's fair enough to to not obviously not be happy about what's happened, but I do think you know it's it's going to be difficult for us to. You, you can't you can't make a leader. I feel like leaders are born, and I think what you have to do at this point point in time is you have to say to your best players, right? Your best soccer players. Maybe they're not go rah rah, get in your face, but you have to say to your best players, look. You guys are the ones that are going to make plays, and so I'm going to have to pick a captain in, in between, you know, you guys because I have to consequence him. If I don't, if I don't do anything to him, I as a coach is going to look weak. And so, for me, I know, I know, maybe some fans won't agree, but I think we have good players to where you can give one of the good players um, the armband. Are they going to be the ones that are going to scream and yell and shout? Probably not, but I don't think Harry Maguire did too much of that, anyways. So he didn't. No, you're right. He was a he was very flashy. Yeah, he just led by example, and you know, like I said, the defense. You can look at it statistically. Um, it was the third best defense in the Premiership. We gave up less goals than we did a season before, um, and he was he he and Basaka, I think, had a large uh, uh, point in that. And oh, yeah. so, I just I just think that at this point, all he has to look at it and say, okay. Who are our best football players? And that's that's where my decision is going to come from. Th- that's the, the person that I'm going to pick. And if it works out as far as them not getting in trouble and them playing well, I think that's fine. I mean, you can look around the league and, you know, there's cap- captains all around the place that they just – they lead by example. They're not, they're not going to get in your face. They're not going to scream at you. Maybe it happens in practice and we don't see it, but they perform. So – you know, I, I do think that, that, you know, we'll get into transfer news later. I do think we are struggling there, but I don't think as far as finding a captain, I don't I don't think that's going to, you know, stress Ollie out or keep him up at night. Well, well, let's see what happens with um, with uh, Harry, right? Well, um, we don't even know what uh, – I couldn't even make heads or tails of what the news is coming out. They said he had a 21-month or 22-month suspended sentence. Um, what does that mean? Is he going to jail time? I know we talked earlier, uh, you and I, on the phone. Does that mean jail time or not? Um, we need this guy to have a clear head, and this distraction is a big distraction. And it's, it's not like United has not gone through distractions you know, before. 
David Beckham, I mean, Eric Cantona getting kicking that dude and getting suspended. David Beckham getting thrown out of the World Cup and having death threats, right? Uh, Phil Neville, same thing out of the Euros. Uh, Rooney, Ronaldo getting hate mail and death threats because of what we what he did to Rooney in the 04, um, I mean, the 06 World Cup. So it's not like our, the club has not have to endure this. Uh, but it just, at the time, at this shortened period of, of COVID, right? We just ended the season, and now we're going to start back in, you said two two weeks? Uh, we get three. So we two weeks, three. the season kicks off. But since we play <laughs> uh, uh, European football, we actually get um, three weeks. So the league will already start. Yeah. We'll, we'll be able to practice for another week and get everything situated, and then uh, it's off to the races. So, I mean, I think it's ever more – it's so ever more present that – we knew we United need to go out there and sign a, a, another center back, whether it be to uh, back up to replace Lindelof at his position, or even um, to come in and fill in for Maguire, if whatever sentence comes in or whatnot. So that being said, let's get into some, let's get into the transfer news or the lack thereof transfer news. You see, um, it's day what. We've already been in the transfer market three weeks already. Um, yeah, I think like, three weeks, yeah. Like I said, our our, our opponents, uh, Chelsea, hands down, whoever their whoever the director of football or or managing position or or whatever they are, ownership, they're making moves. You see, Lampard is you know has at the back of the board and is making moves. Um, today, uh, I think it was uh, Thiago Silva had his physical. Uh, it was already saying Ben Chilwell. Ben Chilwell is already rumored uh, to um, already agree to terms and and uh, and sign with Chelsea. And obviously, the the big news at, uh, besides Timo Werner is Kai Havertz um, coming in. And I think you told me earlier for eighty million, twenty million in the back end uh, for a player of that caliber. It's a similar with same thing with Jaden Sancho, right? An unpro- I mean, a proven player in a lesser club, or not a lesser club. Kai Havertz did it with Levy Cusin. Uh Sancho did it with Borussia Dortmund. And when you put apples to apples, Leverkusen, uh, that club is probably a lesser talented than Dortmund in, in talent-wise. <clears throat> so Sancho did it with better talent. But both, ex- you know, both exceptional players. Uh, I think uh, Arsenal has already signed a center back, Gabriel from um, Lille. 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 I'm sorry, uh, my French is is horrible. Uh, uh, Man City uh, has already signed, you know, some players. Uh, you you told me earlier that they're you know they're in the, in the process of um, getting Koulibaly, which is fine. I don't mind that. I don't I don't mind that losing uh, losing out on He's too old for us. Um, he's a great player. But for the money that the Man City is going to pay for him, I don't mind that. Uh, it's already also rumored the big news today. The the um, uh, you know besides the Harry Maguire verdict, the the most the world shaking news is Lionel Messi putting in his transfer, uh, not demand, not re- not even a request. It's, I think they said it's a demand to the board of Barcelona, wanting to get out. And if it's now, it's already rumored that who and lo and behold, 
who coaches uh, Man City uh, and Man City, uh, Pep Guardiola and Man City are the leading candidates to get one 33-year-old Lionel Messi, which is still magician. I, you know, I mean, you, I don't Dude, know. Dude, him, him and Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, EC. Okay, Man City. Okay, Tottenham. Tottenham has even had to, made some moves, EC. Jose Mourinho has made some moves and signed some people. We are what you call impotent in this transfer market, flaccid in this transfer market. We have no, we have not done anything. We've been waiting on this Jaden Sancho bullshit, and it's gonna be the death of us. It, we're gonna, what's the old, what's the term? We are gonna cut our noses to spite our face, right? We're yes. gonna, yes, we're gonna, we're gonna put our eggs in one basket, which is the Jaden Sancho basket. We're going to let everything go by, and then we're going to go through this transfer market into January, not signing anybody. Hell, even if we just sign Jaden Sancho, one person, do you think United will be much improved? No. Because, what I mean, as the injury bug hit us last year, uh, one player showed if we lose one or two players, our bench is shit still. So is Ole really going to be at fault at – the crap that we're going to put on the field this year because the fact of our opponents, the, the, our peers our high, our top level people, hell, even wolves assigned people. I mean, our top level clubs are improving and we're still sitting on our hands. Yeah. I, it's, it sucks. And it's, I think, I think I, I kind of alluded to this earlier, kind of what position always in, um, it's double-edged because, you know, he asked the board for money and, you know, the board gave him money and he went out and spent, you know, 80 on Harry, 50 on Basaka, another 50 on uh, Bruno. And so it's, it's not as if he hasn't had any cash to spend. I think now, you know, what happens is you look at it and what happened was he went from having, you know, a sixth place team and he's taking them to third place with the money that he spent. And so now he's turning around looking at the board again and he's going, okay, look, I need another 120 million to get us to the next level. So I think it's going to be a situation where they're not going to give him anything. He's going to be screwed because what's going to wind up having to happen is he's going to have to play the 11 that he has. I don't think the bench is as bad as everyone else does and we can get into that later, or we can get into it tonight. I just think that Ole doesn't trust them, and if the coach doesn't trust him, then the board have to get has to get him new players. And I don't honestly think they're going to do that until we have injuries, i.e. Bruno Fernandez. Because if you think about it, if the players that, that like Scott McTominay and Fred didn't get injured, then Bruno would have never came, and that's just my opinion. He did come, those, those players did get injured, and they gave him $50 million, and he went out, and I feel like got lucky because what if Bruno comes from sporting and doesn't do anything? Then it's a situation where you're going, well, you spent $50 million on this guy that really, if you look back at it, not a lot of clubs were looking at him, and he came in, and he changed the whole club. So that's, that's a blessing. He could have just been good, but he wound up being great. So for me, I think they're going to put him in a position where he has – no no players. There's going to be injuries because the games are going to come thick and fast. 
that during this window, nothing's going to happen. And then because we've been talking to them, then we'll wind up getting one or two players. But as far as this, this window goes, I, if, if I'm a fan, I'm sitting at home, you need to stop worrying about them getting players because it's not going to happen. No, and that's the disappointing part, right? This is um, every every transfer window you see, right? Seems like since Sir Alex left, we've been in this same mess since Sir Alex left of every transfer window waiting to the last freaking moment to sign players, right? Yes, and I th- and I think uh, honestly, I think that's kind of the. That's kind of their motto. They're always going to be able to look back, and by they, I'm talking about the board. They'll be able to look back and go, look, we gave you money. And, and, and they're going to say, and when we gave you that money, you improved as a club. But we're not going to give you any more money because they are, they are in debt. That's a fact. And we have money from Champions League. So, you know, if things start to go bad, then maybe we'll give you someone. But the team you have, he, they can argue it's a Champions League team. <laughs> The fans are, are going to argue and say, yeah, we made it there, but now how are we going to compete in the Champions League? How are we going to sustain ourselves in the Champions League? And so that's hopefully – and all to his credit, if you, look at, if you look back after the Sevilla game, he came out and said to everyone, we have to go out and get players. And that's something that if you look historically, that's – you know, when you challenge this board, you know, post-star Alex Ferguson, that usually gets you sacked. That's what happened to uh, – uh, Van Hall, and, and that's what happened to Jose. So to me, that was the first time he's actually challenged the board and said, "Look, you gotta you gotta support me. I know we got into this point, but there's no way that we're gonna get any better if you don't give me more players." So he's done his part. He's got him to third place. That's Champions League football that fans wanted. Um, he's gotten us, you know, to where the defense is a bit better, the, the attack is a bit better. Now it's up to the board to say, "Okay, what do you need?" Not just one guy, but four or five guys that can actually come off the bench and even start to change the complexion of the of the team. <sighs> so tiresome to see this this this. Well, we have to go through every freaking transfer window. I mean, it's just well, we. I mean, as United fans, uh, it's just it's silly, dude. I mean, we're the fucking biggest club in England, and we have to. I mean, we're looking at our. You know, again, our, our opponents passes by. You know, we're still we're like Cuba, right? We're still living in this fantasy world where we're still driving these '50s vehicles, and the rest of the world is, you know, pa- you know, passing us, right? Having some sort of technology. You know, we still want to fire up the '55 Chevy when our opponents are driving '70, you know, Corvettes. You know, badass Corvette. Anyway, I just it just makes me so mad. You know about you know about what's going on with united um <clears throat> what else uh oh golly you got me all depressed. you got me all depressed dc well i mean i think here's the thing i mean you, you do have to look at the positives of, of where we are the club that you currently have those players are still there and I think he's going to have no choice but to trust the kids that are on the bench because they're not selling anyone either. Um, so, you know, what, what I'm lo- the way I'm looking at it is, is if you still have Rashford, who is, you know, clearly in a mode right now where he's not playing that well, what you need to do is we've got a Gallo still right now. Why don't we just put him up front? You put 
um, Tony out wide. You still have Greenwood over there, and then you see what you've got. You've got to mix it up. He's going to have to be creative. This is, you know, it sucks that he's going to have to learn this way in Ole, but as a manager, you've got to know what you have. And, you know, Carrick as well. You know, Carrick's got to look at things, and he's got to go, hey, look, you know, Rashford's not having the best of form right now, but, you know, he can maybe pick it up. He can maybe get a little bit better. But right now, right now, we're going to have to switch it up. But so, I mean, we only have a gala for half a season, easy. So I mean, this is true. This is true. So, <laughs> so we got to use them. I know we got to use them while we got them. But and we, if we, I mean, we're gonna, are we going to depend on the academy again? I mean, granted, the dice he rolled the dice last year, Greenwood, Williams, uh, and we got two quality players. Uh, I think Greenwood's a starter. Williams, on the other hand, the, the jury's out if he can replace Shaw. Who knows? Uh, are we going to roll the dice again and and bring up Gardner? Um, well, I know those those kids, uh, kind of Men, Mengi, Mengi, right? M-E-G-I-A, M-E-N-G-I-A um, is another <laughs> defensive prospect. Hot, you know, hot talent. That Hannibal kid that they're, you know, they're, they've been talking about. We, I mean, we're actually, I lied. I lied, EC. We have brought in, we, we have brought in signings. But they are all academy signings, and apparently they're the world class wonder kids out of Europe that we signed to play for the under twenty ones. So, how are we going to rely on that again? And is that going to win us Champions League? Is it gonna, I don't. It, it's going to. Is it going to? I know it's not going to win Champions League. Is that going to make us contend in the league? Is it going to make us win the FA Cup? Uh, is it going to? I mean, it's there's a whole lot of questions with that. That if we sit our hands, don't bring anybody in, uh, and, and, and 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 tell our you know be, you know tell our fans that uh, we signed Paul Pogba on a contract extension because I know uh, I said it earlier, Mimi Riola has already come out and say that. Uh, Paul Pogba is not going anywhere. And if we sign him on a contract extension, is it going to be like two transfer windows ago where we say, oh, it was in January, where we, we extend Martial, and that was our transfer hit. Or, or or is our other transfer hit going to be like, oh, no, we brought Dean Henderson back um, to compete for a goalkeeping position. Uh it's it's false. I hate to say it. I hate this word. You see, trust me, I hate this word. It's fake news. You know what I mean? This it's fake. It's fake hope. You know, for your fans that it's you're trying to you're trying to dupe them into into these these uh, mirror tricks. And I mean, true fans know that this bullshit. You know that their transfer their transfer philosophy is crap. Yeah, it's it's crap. I mean, there's there's no way around it. I mean, I've even heard Woodward uh, in an interview the other day. I was looking at it, and he was basically talking about how, you know, the academy system is basically how we're going to improve the squad. So he, you know, he obviously believed that, you know, the class of '92 just repeats itself every year. You just bring in these, you know, world class players to your academy system. The the thing of it is, you know, the academy players. You know, shout out to to William. Shout out to Greenwood. Um, you know, to have three or four of them, you know, in one season is, is a miracle. Uh, to have one is, is, is 
great. It's, it's, it's stupendous. So, no, we're behind. The only thing we can help hope, should, I should say, is that all of the signings that Chelsea have, it, hopefully it takes them a season to really break into the Premier League. If they hit the, if they hit the ground running, uh, man, look out, because they've got a lot of young talent that I think is ready to just to prove itself, uh, along with the talent that they already have. I told um, you that. Are, I told so you. Th- that, that's what I'm hoping. I know Liverpool are going to be good. I'm not going to be surprised there. I know City are going to be good. I'm not surprised there. It's the it's the clubs that are around us that are getting better. The Arsenals, the Chelsea's, the Wolves, the Leicesters. Those teams that are signing players that are around us. Um, we've got to be able to to combat that because I think everyone's kind of playing for you know where they sit in third and fourth place, and I think that's a big deal. Um, obviously, that's Champions League. That's more money, and that attracts. Um, bigger signings, but clearly, um, a director of football, someone who knows football. If you look at Bayern Munich um, for a fact, what they basically do is they they take the players who have played and know the game, and they make those guys in charge of making football decisions. And so you keep continuing to see young, fresh talent. You just picked up the the striker from um, City, who'll be there competing for spots uh, next year on the team that just won Champions League. So. You know, this is what we've got to do. We've got to be aggressive. We haven't been for seven years. you got to remember Sir Alex Ferguson did everything. He coached, he managed, he recruited, he scouted. He, he did everything. We haven't had that since he's been gone. They have to get back to that. I don't think they will. Like I said, I think where we are is it's a commercial brand. Um, they talk about this in their board meetings about how, you know, uh, Instagram followers will come with this player if we get this kid. And I think that's why Sancho was such a big get because he's an Instagram kid. He's got a brand new soccer boot that just came out. It's, it's big all over the internet. These are the things, you know, t-shirt sales. These are the things that they're looking for. Um, it, we won't get back to where we need to be until we get someone that knows that knows football looks at younger players, not just in the academy, not just in your backyard, but all over the world. That's what the best clubs are doing, and that's what we're failing to do on a consistent basis because, again, you know, Crystal Palace is right there. You know, Leicester's right there. That's where we got Harry Maguire and Wamasaka. We've got to be able to branch out, look in Germany, look in Spain, uh, look in Italy, and get these young up-and-coming kids that aren't, you know, 18. Maybe they're 22, 23, but they're primed and they're ready to go and make a move that's what we've got to start doing, and for whatever reason, they're just they're just not on it like that, and it sucks because, like I said, we have a good squad. I'm yeah. not gonna. There's only a couple of players in there that I think are kind of are, are playing a little bit down, but yeah. it's gonna be a nice little rest. We have a second you know, team, JV. Three weeks, three weeks off, then you have to come back refreshed and and be ready to go. Because I, I think you told me it was Burnley's the first game, right? Yeah, uh, no, Crystal Palace. Uh, Crystal Burnley was supposed to be our first game, but um, well, we get that the bye week, yeah. Or the so re- we have to we have to look at it and say, look, we we've got a good squad. It's, it's not a great squad. It's a Champions League squad. It's going to have a lot of um, cups that we're going to be playing in. So, you know, some of those backup kids that you spoke about from the academy, they're going to have to step up and play as well. But I don't see anybody coming in. I think people would be naive to think that in two weeks we're going to get a player um, of, of any kind of elk uh, that, that could come in and play. And he's going to have to play what he has. And then by January they'll see because of injuries, because, you know, the bench isn't maybe performing as well as it needs to be. I think that's when we'll 
we'll probably see one, maybe two signings. All righty. See, I'm going to pose this question. And because of, I'm getting tired of this argument uh, with the talking heads that we, that we follow across the pond, right? Especially one um, Aaron, like uh, Aaron Saeed and uh, the other one, the other Rance Bants. What's it? Rance, right? They start, they, they, you know, they're, they're on this thing is why is United want to go English and they need to be looking at talent all over the, you know, all over the, you know, the world. And yes, that is true, right? We need to be signing the best players, but you brought up a good point when you talked to Bayern Munich, Carl, Carl Heinz Rummenick and that board have basically, if you look at the Bayern squad, they're full of a lot of German players. German bred, German born, Bundesliga bred, Bundesliga born. Yes, they have the Kingsley Coleman, Alfonso Davies. Uh, uh, Lewandowski came from, uh, he's not German, but he's played in the Bundesliga. You know, but their core center, you know, their, 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 their spine are, in, are uh, German. Look at Madrid. You know, you look at Madrid's squad, their spine are Spanish. They play for the national team. Barcelona, their spine is Spanish. They play for the national team. Um, Paris Saint-Germain, you know, I think they're, the PSG is probably the, just like, you know, just as dysfunctional because they don't have an identity. They don't have a, a French identity. That's why they, I mean, that's why they technically just fall out because they throw money at all these players. The, 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 the teams that have been consistent even with Juventus, right? Their spine is Italian. Their identity is what they are um, of their nationality. I think, and this is where I don't agree with a lot of people over there, it's like, why do we want to bring English? We want to bring English born and bred because the fact of you're going to have a spine that's going to play either the under 21s, uh, they're the, the youth teams that are national, uh, English squad, their national to play together within your squad. It's just like it's just like our our heyday when United were you know had the class of twenty uh, nineteen uh, ninety two. Um, all those guys played for United and then played for the national team. You have a spine that are English, and yes, you bring the one or two players in, that maybe one, two, three or players in. But I believe that that we've gotten away from that. And I want I want United to go all English, no matter. I mean, because they're they're I mean they're good players, man. The a lot of English top talent is going overseas. Jude Bellingham over over to Germany. Look at Sancho over to Germany. There's another kid that went signed for what Valencia or Sevilla, uh, over in Spain. Why are these top English talents going to you know over and playing, and you know and we're 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 we're, we're spending huge money on the, you know, I don't know, man. I just, I don't agree with the fact that everybody's like, why do, why do, why do, why do United have to do, you know, sign the English talent? I'm like, no, but that builds your spine because these kids are probably played together in the youth, you know, the youth national team so much. So you need to grow that and not just thrust them in there from, a, you know, 
bring another person, a, a, a player in from a, another nationality, have to have a grow a year, learn the language, learn the league, and first and foremost, learn the league because it's a faster, you know, faster pace, you know, um, rough, tougher league. I mean, it, that's why Bayern Munich does so well week, year in and year out. That's why Madrid does because they go and they buy lesser player teams, lesser teams players, I'm sorry. And that's what we used to do. And now the money's too big in our league. Now we just have to like, you know, we're, we're too much. I, I think we're too international. I think the Premier League is too international. And if that makes me a bigot or whatever, I don't care. But I, I do, I do. It, it's affected the play because that's why we don't compete, you know. I mean, it's just, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying when having, it's good to have an English player in an English league. I, I get that. But I don't think it's going to win you the league. I mean, i.e. Liverpool, Firmino, Salah, and Mane, you know, I would say, I would say, uh, their Anderson, best player. Arnold. I mean, their back defense is other than other than um, Van Dyke. Um, yeah, and Van Dyke, their best player, and their best no, three but, players. I mean, but there, there, there's a spine. I said a spine. You know. Yeah. I mean? No. Listen. Here, here's the thing. If you want to have a couple English players because you have an English spine, that's fine. But they're not your best players. So if you, if you want to have a core of English kids because they grew up in England playing on your team, well, I think that's fine. Well, look at Bayern Munich. Look at Kimmich. I mean, you look at what their think, defense. I, think, I mean, it's I, their best player is not from Germany. And again, it's fine who, if you want to have. Who is their best know, player? Alfonso Davies? Don't tell me that. Lo, Lewandowski is their best player, no question. Oh, well, no, no question. No. He scored fifty-three goals. He should be the Ballon d'Or. If they if they didn't cancel the Ballon d'Or, <laughs> he wins it. It's no question. No, I mean, I. But Lewandowski so, so is. That, that's what I'm saying. I get your point. I understand what you're saying as far as having English talent. I just don't think that what you do is you say. I'm only going to recruit in England. What I think they need to do is recruit all over the world. And if you if you find a gym in England, which I think they have in Mason Greenwood, I think you you nurture it, you take care of it, and you 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 you, you shine with them. But, most, but I don't, most of their talent, Bayern Munich's talent, was cultivated in the Bundesliga, right? And again, for me, this is just my opinion. <laughs> this is just my opinion. I think that I think that the Bundesliga is a good league. And I think if you can find German talent in the, the Bundesliga, they know the language, they know the country, they know the people, I think that's great. But I don't think it should shy you away from shining an, an Alfonso Davies, from from no. signing a Thiago, you know, from signing Lewandowski. You can't just go, well, you're not German, so I'm not going to no, sign I, you. No, 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 I'm saying German. I'm saying playing in the league. That's what I'm saying. And, yes, I, I did say English-bred, English-born. But what technically I meant is actually cultivating that league. You know what I mean? Why don't we sign Premier League players? I think, I mean, we do sign Premier League players. The last two big players we signed, Harry, and we signed Aaron Wamasaka. Those are, those are Premier League players. I just don't think what you, I don't think what you want to do is just focus on the Premier League. I think there's players all over the world, Spain, Italy, Germany, France, uh, Mexico, you can look all over the place, Argentina, and you can find, you know, sporting, I mean, uh, Portugal, you can find players all over the place. I don't think we need to, to, to limit ourselves just so that we can say, well, he's an, he's a Premier League player or he's an English player. I don't think what you do with recruitment is you, you send them out all over the world. And I think 
that's where we dropped the ball. Not just that, but also because there was a story that came out about us going to go see, I think it was a German player or it could have been a Spanish player. I don't know the nationality. But we got there and we didn't even know what position the kid was. We didn't even know his name. We just, we don't have football people who are out recruiting. So it's it would be, if they found Mason Mount and they found Phil Foden, that would be great. If they found Sancho before City did, that would be great. But they haven't done that. You know, the academy has put out some players, but let's let's be real, not any superstars. Paul Pogba was in the academy. Uh, Mason was in the academy. I'm trying to – I'm pulling at strings to try to figure out who you can pull out of there that you can say superstar. I don't know if Gerard Piquet was in our academy if we bought him from Spain. I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah, he came in but, at a young age from Spain, like at 16. And when the but uh, we, international people could uh, uh, be bought like at 16 – and then come right. and, you know, play. So, so my, my point is, Manchester United, as, as a club, I think you have to you have to go all over the place. you got to be in Brazil. I agree, I agree with that, EC. It's just the fact that I'm just tired of this uh, same old, like, piss and argument that why we, you know, like, why, is, why does Manchester want to buy English? Like, Grealish, right? Or, you know, it's just, it's tiresome, man. It's just, it is... I mean, it's because I just see it as a, a continuity with uh, players. If we have a bunch of Manchester United players playing on the, on the national team, that's great. You know what I mean? Just like look at look at the Spanish team, look at the German team. Most of them play for either the German national team. Most of them play for Bayern Munich, right? And they won a World Cup. Most of the national team for Spain either plays for Madrid or they play for Barcelona. So they have continuity. They have some sort of continuity, and they've won a World Club. Well, I think that's a deeper conversation, right? I mean, if you look at – let's just go back to your first point, which was Germany. Look at the German league and look how many years in a row – I want to say it's seven – that Bayern Munich has won that league. Yeah. So what Germany does – and this is not – you can't say this for all but maybe two leagues, but what they do is they get the best players. Yes. So if there's a player in Germany who maybe he wasn't born in Bayern, but maybe he was born in, say, Wolfsburg. If you're born in Wolfsburg and you play for their academy, the the pyramid scheme is to go to Bayern Munich. That's like how it's set up. I understand that. So if you look at the English Premier League, we have more than just one dominant team. It's not just Manchester United. It's not just City. It's not just Liverpool. Even Leicester just won. So the kids that get brought up, they have three or four other clubs that they they could go to and and actually do some actually six. That's kind of how we well, how we look at our thing. We say top six. If you look in Germany, you can maybe say top two, right? Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich. Those are the top two. You look at you look at maybe Leverkusen, maybe you look at maybe uh, Schalke 04, maybe that's it. And that's those are maybes. But the dominant if you're a young kid in Germany, that's the goal is to get to Borussia Dortmund and and after that Bayern Munich. You look at Spain, same thing, two clubs. I'm not saying Atletico Madrid is not a good club, mm -hmm. but the goal of those kids is to get to Barcelona or to get to Real Madrid. That's that's it. The Premier League, to me, has more parity. And so it's different for a young kid growing up. He's got options. You didn't, you didn't, it wasn't always the case. When Sir Alex was running things back in the 90s and up into the 2000s, that was the club. Like, that was the club I that agree. you wanted to go to. So it, now that things have all kind of, leveled out and there's six clubs now that that are really high paying and, and really good clubs you have options 
you don't have to just do that. And now, now look at now look all over the world and, and compile that. You can go to Juve. You can go to Borussia Dortmund. You can go to Bayern Munich. You can go to Spain and go to Real Madrid, play for Barcelona. So I I don't I think that your argument. I understand what you're saying as far as having continuity, but I just think that that's that is more important when it comes to a World Cup. When it comes to club football. If you're not looking all around the world, I think you're putting yourself behind the eight ball. I'm not saying not look around the world, EC. I'm saying like your spy. I said earlier, your spine, the spine of the team, your your identity okay. of the team. I guess okay. That, I guess when you say spine and when you say identity, do you mean they play in English way? Do you mean they're yes. just born England so that means play something? Play in English way, yes. Play in the Premier League way, yes. Yes. Well, I, I guess again, what does that mean? What because for me, for for me, the Premier League is a melting pot of everything. I there's just people from every nationality on every team. Is it a more physical league? Yes. It is physical, yes. But Master I think if I, there, I mean, it's just a lot of. I mean, it's just not this sit back running. You know, I mean, I think playing out of the back bullshit. It's like, you know, this tiki taka. I mean, that's not the Premier League. You know what I mean? It's not. Well, I think for me, I mean, if you look at, let's talk about our club specifically, that's what we're trying to do. I don't think we can do that. I don't think we can play from out the back, but that's Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do. And you have a back line of English, Swedish, English, English. That's our back line. I understand that. So for me, for for me, we have English players on the team. No, I'm not not saying, saying, I, I said the argument coming out of the other side of the pond I didn't say we didn't, you know, because we're, I mean, because we're, we're targeting English, you know, transfers. Yeah. And the argument from the other side of the pond with these talking heads is, you know, they want to, you know, they're, they're dissing the English and why does, you know, United want to sign English? That's what I meant. I didn't say we don't. I pride United because the fact of they have um, uh, Rashford, they have, they're playing Greenwood. I, I mean, I look, even look at their lineup and, and look at, and compare it to other lineups other than, you know, I'm sorry, top six lineups because obviously the the younger lineups, uh, the lesser clubs play more English players given that because they're, you know, that's what they have to do. But, I mean, when they play City, the City is like one English player. Right? I mean, like Sterling, right? Uh, uh, and Liverpool, Phil Foden. Yeah, Phil Foden. Well, if he starts because Phil Foden doesn't start. Um, Chelsea. And I mean, Chelsea had a couple. You know, Arsenal. Shit. I mean, Arsenal's been the French national team of for how many years, man? With Arsene Wenger, always the French team. They're not very English. You know, I mean, I've prided United the fact that they played they played English players. I mean, with like Aaron Wan Bissaka. You know, look at Shaw. Look at Williams, Maguire in the midfield. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's. No, we kind of like him in the midfield, actually. But um, he's English. No, or no he's, he's Scottish. He's Scottish. He's Scottish national. I, but I, he's Great Britain, whatever. Same, I, same I, area code somewhere on there. But I see what you're saying. I just don't think that it's no. I'm saying a championship. The argument, is, the argument is, is that we're sticking to. I mean, <laughs> they're hating the fact that they're sticking to wanting to be English. I agree. I mean, yes, I agree. You know, like. I, I agree about the fact that, you know, we need to start looking all over the place. But you know what? I want a player 
It's already adjusted to this league. I don't want to have to wait a fucking year to get him adjusted to this league. So if, if that's either signing Grealish, Adoma Triari, um, players that have actually played in the English league, and and they, they hit the ground running, I'd rather do that than then have to you know have to go in Germany, Spain, France, and find this player that's going to take a year to adjust to the language, to the culture, and then adjust to, uh, adjust to play on the pitch. Why don't you get a ready-made? Why don't you get somebody already ready-made that's already adjusted to that? And now he's just coming to a bigger club, you know. And that that's the thing. And that's maybe maybe my uh, earlier statement was wrong about English board English bread. It was England um, Premier League played, you know. I mean, because I want Traore, I really do. I want him. Uh, I can see Traore coming in uh, for lesser money than Sancho. Uh, and uh, not to mention he's on my uh, fantasy uh, uh, <laughs> fantasy, <laughs> fantasy uh, what is it, football match or whatever you call it, football. My first time ever, guys. I've never played fantasy whatever in my life, and it's my first year. Um, and, you know, uh, Jimenez, Mexican, but he's, he's already proven his, he's, he has skins on the wall in this league. I mean, I would love to for Jimenez to sign, you know, or, <laughs> you know, Different player in this league, in this league, Grealish. You know what Grealish can do in the midfield in the Premier League. You know, it's just <clears throat> I just I don't I don't see the argument coming. You know, coming from these guys, uh, these pundits. You know, these talking heads, these YouTubers across the the, the, the pond. You know, just ripping up. You know, uh, the, the the lack thereof actually, the 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 transfer focus on English players. I just want somebody that's ready-made for this league. You know, yeah, I mean, do I want Thiago Alcantara? Eh, for, you know, he's 30 years old for $30 million? Yeah, I mean, but am I going to – is he going to be another Fred? That's going to take a year and a half to actually, you know, get his ears wet? No, I don't. You know what I mean? I want somebody next year that's going to come in and play. Well, I mean, I think ultimately – you know, that adjustment is going to depend on that player because, you know, you look at someone like – you look at someone like Harry who were in the league. Yeah, they're in the league. It, well, but it, but here's the thing. You know, it's different It's different gravy when you come to United. And I don't think that it's, it's just a given that because you played in the league, you're going to come into United and play the same way. And that's the thing I was saying earlier. You know, you hope that these kids that are coming into from Chelsea, coming from France, you know, coming from all over the world that are they're going to have a couple of years, but everyone that's there is like, nope, Timo Werner is going to hit the ground running. You know, Havertz is going to hit the ground running. Like, we don't know. We don't know what's – like, Bruno comes in from Portugal, which, you know, it's not the best league in the world, but he comes in, hits the ground, and, and, he, and he takes off. I just really think it depends on can that player – He faded out. Whatever. Sorry, go ahead. And he faded out. Bruno faded, you know. So it's well, just, I, I, I think I, mean, I think all of them faded, and I think that's more to do with the squad that we have as opposed to Bruno. And I, and I, and for me, I think it's going to be more telling how Bruno develops because of the simple fact that there he doesn't have a replacement because he doesn't trust Mata to come in and play the ten. So I think Bruno is a good player. I think we have good players around him, but again, I think you have to be able to have subs. But more to your point, I just feel like. It's going to be an adjustment for anyone coming into a club of this stature because of who we are. Uh, but I guess for me and you, we'll have to agree to disagree. I just I want them to 
not look at the nationality, but just look at how they play with the ball at the, at that given position. Well, you see, I'm not going to bury the lead anymore. <laughs> Dean Henderson. Yes. Let's get into it. <laughs> you and I have had uh, countless talks about this. Dean Henderson, I guess, is going to be uh, signing a new contract with United. Uh, you know more about the contract than I do. Yeah, it's a it's a huge contract. Um, we're talking six figures a week um, for quote unquote the number. I would say now he's the number three. Um, he's going to still be there because Romero's still the the number two. Um, so this is a new deal um, that he's um, agreed to. Um, I think at this point. You have to start now really having deep conversations about, you know, what do you do? And this is, again, this is another scenario of what we were just talking about. You know, Dean Henderson, I don't know how many years. I think it was rumored four to five. So obviously he's not going anywhere, signs his deal, and then you turn around and say, okay, well, what are we doing with uh, David Gea? And I, for me, I would I would already go ahead and and, and let him go, but uh, you do not know. Don't lie, EC. Well, do not lie, it. EC. You're let lying. You're lying to the you're lying to no. the podcasters because no, no, you've finish. told me in the past. You told me you you told me that you keep the hair and you let him compete, and now you're let, tra- now you're flip flopping. I'm not flip flopping. Let me finish. All right. I would go ahead and do it, but I know I know what's going to happen. Uh huh. There's no way. That you're gonna that they're gonna say to Dean Henderson, you're gonna be the number one right now. No one's buying the Gaia. Is there's no there's nobody in the world right now. Maybe Juventus that that, that would come in, mm. but but again, it comes back into who for me. I know people are gonna disagree with me, but for me, I would trust the Gaia more in a United shirt than I would Dean Henderson. And I say the word United shirt before that because it's a huge shirt to put on the number one and get between the sticks and play goalie. So if we've got a good team, which I feel like we do, and then you've got a lesser keeper, and it's no slight to him, he's a good keeper, and he's played in the prem, but as he played under this type of scrutiny, where if he makes a mistake, a little mistake, it's it's magnified. It's all over Twitter. It's all over BT. It's all over ESPN. It's all over the world when he makes mistakes. And he made some. He, did, he had a great season at Sheffield, but he made some. I don't think he's ready for that. I think he understands that. So I won't be surprised if you see him on loan, and I think that's a good idea. I think the Gaia still gives you a good goalkeeper, a solid goalkeeper. He's obviously not world class anymore, but traditionally, and this is just you know how I've seen it, most keepers get better with time. So you know he's going to be 29, I think, almost 30 years old. Um, let's see if maybe he can. You know, maybe he just needed a break himself. Maybe he needed to have some sort of you know, therapy. Some people were suggesting that would be good for him. I think a little bit of a rest, come back and get to it. Tell Dean Henderson, look, if he, if, if, if we have another stinker, this would be stinker number three in a row. We're going to get you here a little bit quicker than we thought. And I think you move, you move, you move him maybe after next season, but let's, who knows if, if the hand has a world-class season, you, you never know. So no, I'm not, I don't change my stance. I think the money's big. And the reason why it's such a big deal is because you really don't want to start paying players or, or continue, I shouldn't say start, but continue to put, play, pay players all this money and, and be on huge wages um, and then don't they don't play for you, i.e. Sanchez, which we got lucky. And that's a that's been the best transfer news of, for us <laughs> this this whole uh, 
this whole summer, really. So what are we talking about paying to, uh, Henderson? A hundred? hundred thousand a week. That's it? I just think for a backup, that's a lot, especially at keeper because that's, you're the appearance. The future, the future United Club, you're paying him a hundred thousand. Well, yeah, because no, I think you can, you can restructure. You can restructure it if he's the number one, and you can say, "Look, it was on a hundred grand. <laughs> we'll we'll do a hundred grand for that year because mm-hmm. I think they gave still there. And then I think if he starts, you can bump him up. But I still think I, I think that's good money. What is he? Twenty five, twenty six. Okay. De Gea is obviously getting paid three. I want to say the last time I remember he was was the highest paid player at three something, three hundred something thousand. Three fifty, yeah. Yeah, three fifty. De Gea compared Henderson at three fifty, and then you want to compare Sanchez to Henderson, which Sanchez is getting paid for four hundred and change. Yeah, I'm and, comparing. They're not even. They don't even. They're not even same ballpark. They don't even play the same sport. You see, when you talk about when you talk about wages, I'm sorry, uh, four hundred no, grand if, compared to one hundred grand. I'm sorry, but if you don't play, then why are we paying you if you're not playing? That's my point. We're paying him to keep him to be the future goalkeeper United. I mean, again, you see, you, you, you your stance on Henderson has changed in the past. I'm going to call you out on this because in the past you said uh, keep De Gea and bring Henderson in to compete, all right? I mean, now you're saying, well, we can't really sell De Gea. So now, you know, I think we can. I mean, but we haven't put it up to market yet. You can't. That's my my point. It's just like Paul Pogba. You can't just say, I'm going to sell him. No one's gonna buy him. <laughs> you gotta have a you gotta yeah, have a buyer. Sell him China. I think you gotta have a realistic buyer. Have we had have we put him on the block yet? No, and that's that's my point. You can't if if you if you're being if you're being serious about it in the okay. in the middle of the year when I felt like he needed to be challenged, that's when you had an opportunity before January to say, Look, we're done. We're gonna play Romero the rest of the season, we're gonna put you on the block and we're out. Ole comes out and says what? He's our best goalkeeper. He's world class. He's going to be great. I told you, I told you it's, it's... That let me know he's not going anywhere. Because for me, all he's going to tell you what it is. He's done it three times now where he tells you exactly what he thinks, who he backs, and what he wants to do. He did it with Lukaku. He said, I don't want him here. He's gone. He did it with De Gea. said he was the best even after everyone was talking crap. Now he's come out and said, we got to have players. So realistically, when I when I look at it right now, because I mean, for me, that's all you can do. You can look at where the club are at the moment. Mm-hmm. With goalkeeper, they're not making any moves. They're not going to say to Dean Henderson, "Well, look, we haven't put De Gea on the block, but we're going to start you week one." It's not going to happen. De Gea should, is going to be should. the keeper. It should because <laughs> get rid of the hair, period. Because what you're going to do is, I told you, I've, I've said in the past, said in the past pods. This position you don't want have, you don't want to have somebody mentally fucked up. You know what I mean? Um, this is a position you have the guy one hundred percent in. Look at IE, look at Liverpool in Champions League final with the what's his name, Karios. Um, look how jacked up uh, Jurgen Klopp got that dude, and, and look what he did. You know the biggest time, the biggest thing. He was looking over his shoulder at. Uh, Look and see if he's gonna get pulled for Chesney, right? I think Chesney, right, was his name. Um, uh, the backup. Uh, it's just 
you don't. This is a position, especially if we're if we're, if we're thinking about. I doubt it. We're gonna. We're not gonna even challenge for top four next year if we have the current squad. So I mean, I'm. I hate to say, it, United fans, the current squad. We're lucky we get Europa League next year. Um, and if we have a head case, a basket case, a goalkeeper that has already had trouble, you see, has already had the yips this year. Psh, come on now. You think you think that's a good re- uh, recipe? No, I mean, I think ultimately we're in a spot at goalkeeper that I like. And I know that's going to sound weird to some, but I like Romero. I like the Gaia. Yeah, he, he scares me a little bit from time to time, but I still like him. And then you got Henderson that's waiting in the wing. So I don't think we're in a bad way at keeper. We're not. I, well, for me, if you look at it defensively, we've changed our strategy. And I think all you have to do is look at the year previous to the year that we just had. Our defense has been a lot more solid. The thing that we suck on on defense is the goals that we give up, you look at yourself and go, how did we do it? But it's not like we're giving up four or five, even three goals a game. We're just giving up one or two. I mean, even look at the, the tournament that we were and just most, in. And most of those goals are the keeper should have stopped it. Well, the keeper should have stopped it, or it's where the, the defender makes a horrible move and, and, and we just get beat. But my point oh, is, man. it's not two or three. It's like one goal. It's maybe maybe two goals. But you shouldn't so, be asking that of a keeper. It's like the keeper should have stopped it. I mean, for Dave, David De Gea being this world-class, I mean, which he, in the past, he saved us our ass. He's been our best player. If, he, if he's been this player, if he's been this world-class player, he, week after week, should ne- there never should have been a question where, how did he miss that? Or that, why did he, I mean it was it, I don't know countless weeks you see countless weeks back to back weeks sometimes it was the keeper what was he doing and and I agree I'm not I, I'm not going to defend him I'm just saying for me I don't think he's in a in a state of we you know it's a fire sale and you just you, you gotta you, he's got to go right now I think ultimately a little bit of rest. I, I like pressure. You know me. I like pressure. But I ultimately think, look, you look at it, and, and I think your point's valid in that you say, all right, Anderson, I'm going to give you 100 grand a week. And what I'm going to wind up doing is what I'm going to what I'm going to wind up doing is. Sorry, what I'm going to wind up doing is I'm going to give you this money on good faith and I'm going to wind up saying in a couple years. You're going to be the number one. Years? You think Dean Henderson want to say, wait, years? No way, dude. This dude wants to play, man. I mean, look look what he did for Sheffield. You know, contender for almost top four. You think he was going to sit on the bench for years? Come on now, man. Well, I think, again, it's not. It, so it's exactly what you do with him when you give him 100 grand. He's going to go out on loan. He's not going to stay at United and sit on the bench. He's going to go to a top six, Everton, a Sheffield, a Wolves, and he'll play. And I think he's. I think he'll be fine with that. I think as long as he keeps playing, he'll be fine. It's the moment that you see him go to United and sit on the bench. I agree with you. He's not going to do that. But they're not going to. They're not. They're not going to do that. They're going to. They're going to say, okay, we're going to give you this cash, and you're going to go play for whatever team, if it's Sheffield again, and he'll stay. I think, like I said, I think we all know what he wants to do. He wants to play for United. He said that on tape. A million times that's his goal in life so he'll get that but i think he's gonna have to wait 
And 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 again, what's going to happen to everyone if he comes in and he starts out like De Gea did? Because we all remember how, what happened to De Gea when he first got to that United position. Yeah, but he's young. I mean, just, I, just like, I, just like, hey, I would rather have a young basket case than an old basket case, bros. You know what I mean? The old basket case. I mean, the young one could learn the league, and uh, the old basket case has already been in the league, and he's just looking over his shoulder because his next step is a glue factory. You know what I mean? That old horse, you know, that old race horse. His next step is a glue factory, not, you know, not the Kentucky Derby next week. Well, like I said, I I hope the best for him. I you know obviously Henderson's young, but you know you see De Gea do, do what he what he did in the past, and I know that's the past, but you just hope that if if it's a situation where you know he he knows that he could play better, um, you'd hope that he's got that chip going into this year and says, okay, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. That's that's all you can hope because, like I said, I I don't see a situation where in the next three weeks. They make a blockbuster decision like that, and you see Dean Henderson in the number one jersey. I just, I would be floored. No, he's not going to be at the number one. I have to admit, unless they get rid of hair and we can sell him. To, uh, my my best, my, the best landing spot for him is Juventus. Um, I think Cater Navas did good for PSG, so maybe PSG on a on a fly uh, or China. You know, China, but I don't think he's too young for China. But you see, I got some breaking news here. Yes, Bleacher Report has said breaking: Lionel Messi has chosen Manchester City as the club he wants to play for. Per report, ESPN: Messi spoke with Guardiola. Messi talked with Pep Guardiola last week about. Probably uh, the probability of joining Man City and its sites Rodrigo Faiz and Moises Lori uh, Yorens as the uh, as the reporters of that. So, oh my Ma- God. so we'll end it on this easy. We'll end it on our arch nemesis uh, Lionel Messi possibly joining our arch rivals currently because. Uh, City is now, uh, I think, surpassed Liverpool as Manchester's rivals. Uh, our arch nemesis, Ronaldo was our boy. Ronaldo is our boy. Our arch nemesis is obviously Lionel Messi. Him joining, joining City. Um, what do you think about that? Well, I hate to end it on depressing news, but that's probably the most depressing thing you said to me. <laughs> I cannot believe that. I, you know, I can just from the standpoint of you know the way that the that the way that the uh, the state of affairs is at Barca. You know, we we talk about our board, but um, from what from what I've heard, and I I don't I don't follow Barcelona like I do. Uh, United, but everything that I've been hearing about the board up there is that it is in complete shambles. Um, they they have no control over what's going on. If you look at the amount of players who are above 33 years old, who are superstars in in, in their prime, they were. Um, they may not be anymore. This is the first time in Lionel Messi's career since maybe 07, 08. He he didn't win any trophies. And so, you know, you compound the fact that the presidents and, and the board are, are not on the same page. 
They're not winning trophies. They're getting older. Um, they, they miss out on Champions League. I think it's a situation now where it makes sense. Um, Pep Guardiola, he knows him. He trusts him. So it's a situation now where it makes sense to me. I would be, I'd be shocked almost if it didn't happen. I'll put it to you like that. Now, the numbers are crazy. His buyout clause is seven hundred million, and he's on six hundred and forty-six thousand dollars a week. So, for me, it's a situation where I I think it will happen because I've heard rumors that he'll actually buy himself out of the contract. Uh, and How I, do you I, have I much money to buy yourself out of that contract? contract. How do, you, how, do, how, how do you have that much money, personal wealth, to buy yourself out of your own contract? Well, he's gonna he's gonna have to give something back, right? The club the club is gonna benefit from a financial standpoint for sure. You know, obviously we all know City's got more than enough money to to make those type of things happen, but it's gonna be a situation where they're gonna get a lot out of the deal. So, I don't I I personally would be shocked if he's back as a Catalonian. I I could see him in City for sure. Um, it would suck, but I mean, like I said, I think he's kind of at his breaking point. I think the board is at their breaking point. I, I've heard of some other key players who are uh, have been put on the block as well, and so it wouldn't shock me if this was the first big bomb to drop. Um, they he was brought back. They just got a brand new uh, manager, and the manager brought him back from vacation and. You know, asked him, you know, what he wanted to do. Told him he was going to be the, the the focal point of the team, and uh, that meeting apparently didn't go so well. Um, those are all rumors. There was only two people in the room. That's Messi and the new coach. We don't really know what happened, but clearly, with this news coming out, um, he's clearly not happy with the state of of the club. And so, it would be sad for Barcelona fans. It would piss off United fans for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and I would hate to see it because Kevin De Bruyne, to me, um, is top two in the league. And to have him and Messi, I it wouldn't it wouldn't even be fair at that point. And I think it would be great for the Prem. It'd be great for us, you know, for our our listeners to to, to hear about us talk about him being in the league. But um, I'm not gonna lie, that's depressing. <laughs> well, let's that's my call, right? That's my cue right there. My my little ones are banging at the door. But I, I agree with you, you see. It's, this is, um, he's 33 years old. He's still a magi- magician. Um, how is he going to fare in a league um, like the Premier League? Week in and week out, uh, that's, you know, time to be, you know, um, that time will tell, right? with the physicality uh, and I think he's you know he can more than hold his own but for week in and week out uh, I do have my questions about that I'm not denying the brilliance says that is Messi um, I love my boy Ronaldo but Messi is also uh, Ronaldo's 1A Messi's 1B obviously they've been for years uh, but for us as a club I think it would be a devastating blow as our foothold in world football. You know what I mean? 
uh, our brand or as you Manchester United, it would be a devastating blow if Messi goes to a city. And I think at that at that at that point within the next couple of years, a city could actually surpass us in global um, f- global football appeal. Uh, and with our ineptitude in the board, uh, with our, our, you know, like I said, our impotence uh, with our the transfer market, our flaccid, you know, our flaccid approach to um, assigning players and this waiting and not splashing money uh, at, you know, players. Uh, I think sooner or later we will be where Arsenal is in the next couple of uh, next couple of years and especially if, if Messi goes to Man City and I hate to end this pod on such such a dreary dreary note but uh, we have to look ourselves in the mirror as a club uh, as Manchester United and what where are we at are we the because you only could be the Dallas Cowboys for so long I know you're a Redskins fan you see right yes right yeah it's, Dallas, it's the Dallas or the Washington team, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Redskins. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're the Washington football team. I do apologize about that. It's just habit. Um, I've, I'm now comparing. I've, I have been actually in the past comparing the way Manchester United is being run as the way the Dallas Cowboys have been run. I said it in the past. Uh, Jerry Jones, they, they're, they're the marketing geniuses of the world. They have duped the world, the football, the American football fan into, into, into accepting mediocrity year after year, 8-8, eight 8-8, eight, 8-8, eight 8-8. Eight 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 eight. Uh, we go 11-2, but we lose in the playoffs, and then we go 6-4, and four, or we go whatever, 8-8, eight 8-8. Eight eight eight. You know, they've duped the American football fan and the Cowboy fan, the loyal Cowboy fan for so many years, to splash money at them and be the world power that they are, the number one valued organization in the world. And I think um, I think um, the Glazers and Woodward are probably hinging on the same fact that they're going to get, they're going to try it, they're going to, they're going to pull money out of the world, you know, uh, the world, their world population uh, into the funding this club, and unfortunately, I unfortunately I think United fans across the world are more educated than Dallas fans, and more um, and more astute to say, you know what, enough's enough. I'm gonna stop buying merch. I'm gonna stop supporting your team because you're just running this shit club into the ground, and that's what we are. I think we are. We are a shit club. We have not, um, we haven't have been since um, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson has left. Um, I think he saw the writing on the wall. That's why he left. Uh, and pre- um, prematurely, in my opinion, uh, he saw the writing on the wall that he was not going to get the support from the board. And obviously, David Gill was leaving. Um, so he just got, you know, got out of there. Um, and we are going to be a shit club. Uh, unless things change, unless we get, like you said earlier, football people in football positions and we start making moves because the news of this, of, of Lionel Messi probably signing with the city, uh, you have, there is a obvious opportunity for city 
to overtake Manchester United in world football because City is actually investing in their product. They're having they they have clubs all over the world that they invest in. Look at uh, in um, New York City FC, Man City organization. I believe they have a South American club, Man City organization. They have an African club, Man City organization. They have an Asian club, a Man City organization. Um, so they're 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 putting their footprint in world football where we're relying on our past accolades. And that's what I, I fear, EC. I fear that the Glazers and Woodward are relying on our past accolades. And unlike the Dallas Cowboys, they don't have a Jerry Jones to run that club to dupe the um, to dupe the their fan base. Because um, I think our fan base is a lot, is a lot smarter than the, the Dallas Cowboy fan base. And that's because I am a Dallas Cowboy fan. Is that my? Tirade? I think is my tirade, is, is you good on my tirade there? I was gonna say I'm gonna go have a cry. I'm gonna go in my closet, curl up in a ball, and cry. <laughs> listen, listen, I I get it, and I, I and I see where you're coming from, and and listen, we gotta. I always tell people this. I tell them this every day. Accentuate the positive. We're in Champions League. Accentuate the positive. We have a good team. Accentuate the positive. We're trying to build something. So I know, I know it right now. It looks bad. I know we're, you know, we're we haven't brought anyone. Everyone else is buying players. They're all getting these fancy toys, and we still got our old toys that we don't want to play with anymore. But let's all just take a deep breath. Let's all just relax. Let's and let's go into the season with some positivity and and understanding that. Your expectations need to not be we're going to sign the next worldly, but that you are going into the next season with the same squad that got you Champions League, and that's that's where I'll end it. Speaking of worldly, you see, we did not br- I did not bring up Paul Pogba this year. Uh, this this episode technically I really didn't bring him up too much. No, you so, didn't at all. Uh, so <laughs> in the next pod, I was you know um, my theme for this pod was supposed to be. Um, was supposed to be the Rocky episode because I know me and you were going to go at it about Martial and Pogba. Uh, but, you know, I'll say that for next part, you see, because the, yeah. the theme was uh, Harry Maguire. Hey, you fought, the, <laughs> you fought the law and the law won. All right. All right, guys. Um, thank you for tuning into this today's tonight's pod. Uh, again, special thanks to uh, uh, the people that, you know, brought, got us here. Grove from the Road Nose Podcast, Hutch Ison from the uh, Texas tra- South, South Texas Trainwrecks, uh, Victoria Months of Ice for our graphics. Thank you for Allison. She does the Allison Waterland food trucks. And Lucky Diaz, where you at? Guys, we'll see, hopefully see you next week. Hand over your license and registration. Your registration. Hurry up, meow. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) There's something funny here, boy? No, no, no. Well, then why are you laughing, Mr. Larry Johnson? All right, meow, where were we? 
I'm sorry, are you saying meow? Am I saying meow? I, I, th I thought you... Don't think, boy, meow. Do you know how fast you were going? <laughs> meow, what is so damn funny? I could have swore you said meow. Do I look like a cat to you, boy? <laughs> Am I jumping around all nimbly bimbly from tree to tree? No, no. <laughs> Am I drinking milk from a saucer? <laughs> no. Well, do you see me eating mice? <laughs> Hey, you stop laughing right now. Yes, sir. Meow, I'm gonna have to give you a ticket on this. But... No buts, Meow. That's the law. Not so funny Meow, is it? 